Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet to Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is the incomparable Connor Rock. Hello, hi, and how's it going, Ian? Uh, it's going pretty well. I'm pretty, I'm in pretty good mood since the last time we, uh, we spoke to the good people listening, uh, whoever they might be. Hi, Kate. Uh, I have gotten, <laughs> I have gotten a switch and it is, it's pretty fun. I'm a big fan. Dude, I, uh, so obviously I knew that cause we played Killer Queen together and Killer Queen, that is so much fun. It almost perfectly replicates like the feeling of playing it in the barcade. Oh, it was great. The only problem was that it, uh, you can't do it like in a group huddled around the same uh, arcade game, making small children feel insufficient <laughs> as a drunk adult. You gotta beat a man and his family to death online. <laughs> Not to death, but we we were against what we suspected to be a, like a dad and his like three kids on a Saturday morning. Just for whatever reason, mm-hmm. this is when we decided to do that. And he, he, they were just not so good at the game. And we, we had some guy who was, what was his name? Like Corbin Johnson or something? Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Yeah, he was just carrying us. He was ruthless. I don't but, think he was carrying us, but he was doing a great job. Yeah, we were holding, like we were doing stuff, but he was just, he, he finally caught on to like the stuff we wanted to do. So he stopped mm-hmm. just like murking them every chance he got. <laughs> But yeah, Killer, yeah. Killer Queen, it's Killer Queen Black, and I don't know if that's like just the Switch version or whatever, if it's just like technically a sequel, but mm-hmm. it, holy hell is it fun. Yep, and it's just, it's uh, it's worth noting that the reason we did it on Saturday in the morning was because that's when we realized that it was on sale for... Um, oh yeah, like a dollar or two dollars or whatever. Two dollars, yep. Yeah. It's normally twenty dollars, and... Uh, Kate found that it was two dollars, and so we jumped on that. And probably a great two dollars. I can't like. I think Jacoby's gonna get it, so we're gonna have many a game night in the future where we're just gonna play bunch of bunch of Switch Online games, which I'm pretty stoked mm-hmm. about because they're they're always pre- a good time. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, but so other than that, any any other reason you were, you've been chipper this week, or is it mostly just because the Switch is fun? Uh, mostly the Switch is fun. All other things uh, just in life and the world are incredibly depressing or uh, horrifying. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my week's been okay. Uh, I've really been... Uh, well, as you know, I don't think I've mentioned it on this before, but I'm making a board game. And I've just been kind of dumping a lot of my time into that. Like, I'm... I'm good maybe a little over halfway through is actually like writing the rule manual now and Mm -hmm. once that's done and hopefully you know there might be minor revisions we're gonna have to play test it a bit more but i'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uh, by the end of october have like a final product that then i'm gonna go uh, i gotta do you're gonna try and pitch well yeah I, i gotta like buy like have people make the custom cards and stuff and assemble a prototype essentially and then uh yeah i'm gonna try to pitch that somewhere so that's it's pretty exciting Boy. and we'll see can how you imagine if you can you imagine if this goes as perfectly as possible and you end up working for like one of those big game uh, would would hasbro 
Like Hasbro, yeah, like Milton Bradley, I think, is one. Yeah. Mattel makes games? I don't, I don't know. know who makes... I I don't know who makes, like, the newer versions of board games. Like, who makes Betrayal at Hill House? I, I honestly think, and I haven't done research into the market, which is probably one of the next steps I'm going to be taking, but it, it might just be a bunch of, like, kind of independent, like, game companies. I don't know, like, a lot... Because mm-hmm. I know Betrayal on Hill House is one of the biggest Kickstarter backs, I think. Oh, I did not know that. I don't quote me on that. I, I do not know for sure, but I, I, I think that's right. So, I, I don't know, because we've been playing this game called One Deck Dungeon, which is, like, ten bucks. It's pretty fun. It's one to two players. You go on, like, little quests and stuff. Uh, and they also have, like, a you can do multiple, you, you can have a character that kind of progresses over time, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been playing that, and that's just like some random independent game developer just made it. I mean, it's only a deck of cards and a few dice, so I, I really, I don't know what, what you know, what, what amount of games are licensed out now or self-published or, you know, maybe they're smaller companies. I don't know who makes the games is the moral of the story, but going to have to find out soon. Yep. But yeah, other than that, uh, oh, I, I fucked up my back yesterday. Oh, that's boy. <laughs> glad we both had a way of starting with good news and then ending with some <laughs> bad news. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was just dude. I did a lift weird again. It's not as bad. I think I talked about last time I fucked up my back on here. Oh, you did. Yeah, it's not as bad as that. This well, one is more like I. I may have honestly just slept on it weird, because it's more like a kink in my neck, but it's like in mm. my upper back. Oh, it's your upper back. That's weird. Well, Usually, it's your lower back. Yeah, it's like, it's like mid upper, but no, it's not. It's not lower, which is good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is then. Did I tell you? I don't think I mentioned it when I move. I was moving uh, furniture around uh, like a month ago. I pulled like my lower back, and I was just. It was just. It hurt to walk for like yeah. a week. That's that's kind of how I did last time, and yeah, it sucks. Like I was, I would like bend over to put my shoes on and like almost cry. Oh yeah, for me it's normally like it's like that, just a uh, like a steady pain, and then you bend over to a point, and it's just like someone stabbed you. Yeah. It yeah. That's uh, yeah. Back injuries are no joke, and we are getting old. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm not sure what happened with you. I was trying to lift a recliner by myself, so that was... That's, <laughs> that's true. I don't, that, I honestly have no idea what I did. That being said, I have also, like, woken up with a, with a sore back just because I slept on it weird. Yeah, so. that's what I'm hoping this one is. Like I said, it's, it's like upper mid-back. It's really only if I, like, twist hard to my right, which Kate and I have been doing yoga in the mornings. Ew. And this one was just like the super stretch yoga, so I think it kind of helped it, but it also was just painful the whole time. Uh huh. That sounds right. Yeah. No. Uh, just a suggestion to any of our listeners: yoga is incredibly good for core and back strength. That that it is. Case been doing it for God, I don't even know now, and I just started in the last like couple weeks getting up with her in the morning to do it. Cause it's just like it's not it's not hard. We do only like twenty. I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's only like twenty minutes max. Cause she just fits it in before work, and mm-hmm. then I don't know. You just feel good for the day. Like even if I don't, cause I usually try to work out again, like do like actual lifting exercises, and then if I'm feeling real spicy, 
I'll run, which is usually not often. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's at least like something like, you know, there's that saying that like, at least like make your bed in the morning to feel like you did something. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that, but with, with yoga. Yeah, well, I hate mornings, and so I never do any of those things. Although there was a time frame, and it, was, it was actually, I think, the time when I was in the best shape of my life was the summer before I my freshman year of college. I went with my father every morning at 5 a.m. to the local YMCA and swam a mile. <laughs> and then I would go home and go back to bed because it was the summer and I didn't have anything else I needed to do before college. <laughs> That's a, that's honestly like I have never been good at swimming. It like I've never really tried, but I've just I don't know. It's not it's never not been for me, but it has absolutely exhausted me every time I've, you know, given a little bit of effort. So swimming a mile at five AM that just oh, that makes me feel like I'm winded right now. It's it's very like I pace myself. There are some people like I had a friend in college who he could finish the mile in 30 minutes and the best I ever did was 33 minutes was the fastest I ever got but the pretty good I I well yes but typically it's like if I'm doing it more casually just so that I have the exercise it's close to 40 minutes nowadays because I got drunk and fat (laughs) uh what are what is like the average walk time because I know like a seven or not rock time swim swim time. Because I know like a seven minute mile is what people shoot for. I think it's five minutes for every minute. So like each, what? so or like five miles swimming is equal to, or five miles running is equal to one mile swimming. I think is what it is. Uh, okay, so, so you like, mean five minutes for every minute, as in like it would be. 35 minute mile yeah i I think so yeah because uh it because it would be good to get a 30 minute mile and only like the the bet like the best like top one percent in the world can get like a 20 minute mile in you mean like that's that's phelps michael phelps well like you don't have to be olympic level but it's it's up there yeah Cause just imagine what that is. That's swimming. Um, imagine if you so each lap is uh in the average pool is about twenty five yards. So it's seventy laps. So you would have to finish. Uh, you'd have to finish. How many would that be? In twenty minutes, you'd have to finish three and a half laps. Per minute. Holy shit. Yeah, okay, put it in that way. That's so much. I feel like it would take me 20 minutes to swim, like, a lap, or, like, there and back. I don't know if... So a lap is just one length of the pool, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would take me, maybe not 20 minutes, but, like, five minutes to go there and back. Yeah, well, that's just more out of practice. Oh, I yeah, did... I, I would... Yeah. I'm still not especially great. I pro- My form is probably absolutely terrible because i haven't had anyone actually look at it since i was like 10 so it's probably not very good form that i'm doing it but i'm going the distance whenever i do it granted that was back whenever i had access to a pool with lap lanes whereas now 
I don't. And so I hate all forms of exercise immediately available to me. Yeah, because, like, are your gyms, like, in your apartment open? Does your apartment have a gym? I think they are, but I don't, like, I've never, one, I don't really feel comfortable lifting because my shoulder is absolutely, is just not good. Like, my left shoulder, I can't do fucking jumping jacks for more than five seconds uh, without risking popping it out of place. Yeah. So, I, like, if it's that, if it's that uh, unstable, then I don't want to be like risking it by having by lifting heavy weights purposefully putting strain on the joint yeah i I was just i don't know if they have like treadmills there or whatever if you're considering running i know your well, knee was kind of like buggered up too though oh yeah no that was just when i sprained it uh, yeah my joints are all fucking atrocious take a lot of fish oil that's supposedly i think that's good for your joints i take it i know it's good for your heart but like sometimes when I go to do push-ups, like I, I can just hear my like elbows cracking. Ooh. <laughs> so then, like the, I've been taking fish oil to prevent that. It's gotten a little better. Um, we should probably mention what we're gonna do. We kind of just went. We rode a bullshit train kind of hard here. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So yeah, today uh, there's the movies are still not quite in theaters Qua- in any r- yeah it's well that's that-, that was something that's one of the pieces of depressing news it's essentially all american theaters are going to be closing and only regal and cineworld have announced but amc is basically expected to announce in the next week or two that they're going to be closing all u.s locations for the le- at least for the rest of the year because oh, because apparently people have been scared into thinking that it's the most dangerous place on the fucking planet. Meanwhile, it's actually less dangerous than going to a fucking restaurant. I'm a little upset because this is almost essentially going to kill the movie theater business. And it makes me sad. Maybe. is it? Do you think it's big stream money coming in to be like... No, hey, it's just to- the fact that... like. It's very simply, there's a lot of people out there that gain, that gain a lot by having people in a state of panic about what the current state of the world is. And so one of the victims of that has been the movie theater industry, which is not to say that it's not dangerous in the same sense, but it's no more dangerous than going shopping or going to the, going to the, going out to eat. Because you're sitting there, hopefully quietly, not so you're not saying anything, and you're supposed to be masked. So if if you do those two things, then that's basically greatly diminishes the risk of you catching anything. And then they have not, you like book seats now, that, so they ensure yeah. Not that to mention the fact space. that you can't yeah. Not to mention the fact that you can't be within two seats of anybody else unless you're in a group. That's honestly kind of surprising to me. I guess the movies they're releasing aren't really helping. Well, that's that's sort of... It's a vicious circle. Because yeah. the only good movie that's come out so far has been Tenet. And apparently people weren't a big fan of that. Because they thought it was too confusing and didn't make sense. Which basically just tells me a lot of stupid people went to watch it. <laughs> because... 
I'm not going to say it's not confusing, but the idea that it didn't make any sense is complete horseshit. And I will die on the hill that Tenet may not be the best Christopher Nolan movie, but it's at least middle tier. That's, I mean, sure, that sounds right. I, From your description of it, it seemed pretty interesting. I was looking forward to catching it one day. It doesn't surprise me that the American public would be like, I don't get it, though. We don't have a whole lot of bright people out there. Mm-hmm. Except you, oh, listeners, you're all geniuses. Actually, you probably, yeah. I'm definitely, if you're listening this long into this particular episode, or just any of our episodes, you're not a genius. Or, okay. a man, or you're just a masochist. Yeah, either. And either on, the, on the note of being masochist, uh, what movies did we watch this week? We watched Quantum of Solace. Old and Pet Cemetery, I believe. Yep. Those are them. And uh, might as well jump into it. Where do you want to start? Uh, we will start with Quantum of Solace because then we can dive into Connor's spooky corner. Oh, boy. I'm ready. I almost just okay. did a big audio so, fuck up there, but here we are. Quantum of Solace. So Quantum of Solace is the second in the Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond movies, in which he is basically seeking revenge after the events of Casino Royale, and he chases... Uh, they come to find out that there are moles in the... Uh, MI6 and so they chase down to and determine that the one of the major players in the organization that had basically placed a mole in there is this environmentalist that is working on a plot to overthrow the Bolivian government so that they can gain access to uh, the natural resources there. And so it's just this... It's, it's a typical Bond plot. It's either... It's, it's just sociopolitical uh, shenanigans taking place. And it's... I'm, I'm curious what you thought about it. So I had seen it before. Um, yeah, I I followed the Daniel Craig trilogy, or not trilogy, I guess there's like five now with the new one coming out? Uh, well, it's been pushed back another year. Yeah, okay, but so I watched up until Skyfall, um, which I think was the third one, right? Yes. Yeah, so I I had seen this before, and I'm also not gonna lie to you, I was, I had this kind of Netflix, like, not minimized, but like small windowed on my computer, watching it while I was doing some other stuff, like I said, I was been working Mm -hmm. on the game a lot. So... I I think this one is probably my least favorite out of the three I've seen. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't remember Casino Royale, you know, spot on. Uh, So that that could change. Um, But I don't, you know, it's it's a Bond movie. I've said it before. I'm not a big spy guy. I'm not like a a super action movie fan. So like this doesn't really hit my niche. Um, I will say it's good. Like I, I I think we've had this conversation before. I like Daniel Craig's James Bond and how they kind of made him much more human than past uh, incarnations of the character. Mm-hmm. And I, fr- I just, I just kind of, I like Daniel Craig. I like him as James Bond. Um, but you know, I, I don't have a a, a ton of, of stuff to add um, other than that. You know, it's a fine fine Bond movie, but honestly, I think they've kind of run their course. 
And that's why I haven't seen like the last the last one, the last two, and I'm not going to see the new one. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much my feelings. Yeah, this one seemed like it was very generic in terms of a Bond plot. Uh, not a whole lot of descript stuff. The Bond girl, um, just it, it. Her father was killed by the by one of the bad guys, and it it's pretty nondescript. It's it's paint by numbers. I like Daniel Craig as Bond, and it's interesting him basically being at odds with the American CIA. Uh, and th- that was basically the only good part about this. Yeah, I would say was that he wasn't just working against these enemy go- like these villainous goons, but well, I guess depending on how you <laughs> define the CIA, but <laughs> but that yeah, he was also working against like other foreign intelligence made it inter- kind of interesting, but it wasn't it. <laughs> It did what it set out to accomplish, but it. I thought that I have not seen... I've actually only seen one other James Bond movie, and that is Casino Royale. And I think that it managed to... I thought Casino Royale was a lot better. Just in the way, like, the character development, who was on screen, the villain, I thought, was had a lot more depth to him. Uh, this, this character basically boiled down to a, a corrupt, uh, rich person who doesn't actually care about good causes. He just uses them as a front to do evil things. Yeah. Like the, the previous one who, uh, Casino Royale, where he was basically a money manager for a bunch of, like, uh, international criminals was a far more interesting character than just a uh, nondescript rich person. Generic, that's, rich, greedy, bad yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's that's really where the big problem with this comes in. is, And also the fact that they, they had hydrogen power as sort of the clean energy towards the end. It basically showed the reason why no one actually thinks that hydrogen power is a good idea, which is the fact that hydrogen will fucking blow up. Uh, for like the the fuel cells or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the I and I could be mistaken, but I thought that they said that it was hydrogen powered, and that's the reason why the fucking Hindenburg blew up is because they used hydrogen gas in it. Yeah, I I think there is a difference at least now. I'm not. I, when, this movie came out. I mean, I was in high school, so it was. I think 20, it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. So I was even older than that. Um, I think now hydrogen fuel cells have become like they don't explode as often, or at all. But uh, and and I'm actually not sure because I did learn a little bit about this when we were in in like energy law classes, stuff like that. Um where they were trying to make the hydrogen-powered car back in, like, the 90s. Um, and, like, why... That's, like, George Bush endorsing it with, like, everything. And then... So I guess mm-hmm. this may have been early 2000s, actually. But he's, like, he's like really endorsing it, and it turned out to be nothing. Um, but I, I don't even know how much of it back then was it... it the cells, at least, exploding... So I, I, did, I did notice that, and I, I meant to fact-check it, and I didn't. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, that's my that's my small tangent about the hydrogen. But you're right, that it's like the gas inside the Hindenburg is what blew it up. Uh, but I think the fuselage might be a little different. I don't know. This isn't the science podcast, so yeah, I don't know. Fuck all about how the fuel cells work. All I assumed was, I, I suppose it's in the same way that, like, gasoline will burn, but it's not typically going to explode. Yeah. Is sort of the thought process. Yeah, but then like I, I there was some incident, and then they people like the big oil companies are. You know, they got people spooked of hydrogen, kind of the same way like people are spooked of nuclear. Because of which is I, I just on a quick tangent, the idea that we are going to get anywhere near carbon neutral without utilizing nuclear power is insane. Is is insanity? Yeah, pure craziness. Yep, yep, and we, <laughs> I mean, we don't need to turn this into a TED talk, but no. Uh, so. What did you think? Do you think it's ready for the red carpet? Um, I mean, yeah, but like I said, I think this is the the worst of the three Bond films that I can remember. Um, yeah, from what I've from what I've seen, uh, most people would say that the best one was Casino Royale, and then Spectre, then Skyfall, and then uh and then the quantum of solace is the worst of the daniel craig i may have gotten specter and skyfall mixed up but pretty much universally i believe most people consider casino royale to be the best and uh quantum of solace to be the worst yeah i think that's probably fair because i don't now that you said that i can't remember if i've seen specter or skyfall yeah i think it was no yeah it was definitely skyfall and i really like skyfall well, not really liked, but I liked it. I think I think I might like it a little more than Casino Royale, but like I said, I hadn't seen it in a while. But uh, yeah, more of the story. Definitely ready for the red carpet, but at the end of the day, it kind of feels like just like a sequel that they kind of cranked out. Yeah, it definitely feels like that stereotypical middle movie in a trilogy that they didn't really spend a lot of time on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, but ready for the red carpet. So now do we want to... Take a stroll into Connor's spooky corner for the month of October. Yes, uh, this is the first time we're recording in October, so it gets spooky. And uh, I, I kind of, <laughs> I was thinking about renaming Spooky Corner, but I think it's just gonna have to stay. I was thinking about something spookier than a spooky corner, but then they just start to sound like kind of predatory. So I think <laughs> we're gonna keep it. <laughs> As the spooky corner. I'm now. I'm curious what what you had considered. What like the spooky basement or like the spooky cave? Oh no! Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not great. Nah, it's like a terrible haunted house, but only for your kids. And then I go to uh, jail. Oh man. <laughs> uh yeah. So Ooh, I picked Pet Cemetery. Uh the I I I believe there was an old one. Yeah, um, there was. But yeah, it's the 2019 one, of course, based on the Stephen King book uh, about a family who moves to somewhere in Maine, wherever you want. It's Stephen King, so it's in Maine. Um, yeah. Not Derry, though. And there, it's a doctor who's just trying to find like a quieter life away from the ER. And when they get there, uh, some kind of spooky things start happening. Uh, he's... To, like involved or he's working i guess when a kid comes in who was dragged by a car like he got 
caught by a car and dragged and he just got mm -hmm. all kinds of messed up and this kid dies on the table in front of the doctor who can't really do anything in this smaller hospital um and then starts haunting him which i which we'll talk about that in a little bit so we should put a pin in that because i wasn't really sure why that was happening but um i mean he doesn't start haunting him like antagonistically he's just kind of trying to like give him uh cryptic warnings about his property which it turns mm -hmm. out is located or like he owns this old swamp where the old natives uh used to be like very superstitious about it uh and then his daughter's cat gets killed and she loves the cat so his neighbor who doesn't i guess kind of explains this away too he he takes him to this like i don't know it's like swamp mountain place where he buries the cat and then the next day the cat's back alive so then but but it's kind of it's like mean it's a mean cat when it comes back and then skip ahead a little bit and i, I feel like everyone knows this story so i'm just gonna say what happens yeah this the spoiler if you don't know but this is like one of those like well known if you haven't heard about it by now then yeah what are you doing you're living under a rock it's not gonna like super ruin the movie because it's kind of the premise uh but his kid gets killed his his daughter in this one um and so he takes her there to bury her and then she comes back and uh isn't quite right maybe isn't right we won't spoil that part but nah she, she's 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 fucked up <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's Pet Cemetery. So, what do you think of this this 2019 version? I just like it was. I do like that it's definitely of higher like just technical quality. Yeah. Than um, than the original version, but just the the my biggest problem with the story itself is this dude, no John Lithgow's character, the neighbor. Yeah. knows that this thing is not going to come back right when he buries it. But he does it anyway because the daughter loves it so much. Yeah. And he knows that this is not going to work out. And at be and at best it <laughs> at best it comes back and then they just think that the cat has gone feral and have to kill it uh and have to kill it again. And it goes up. At worst, this guy now's know, now knows that you can bring shit back to life. Which, what do you know, ends up being a problem. Like, the idea that someone is like has decided that this girl will prefer to have a demon cat that's kind <laughs> of like her old cat, as opposed to just finding out that her cat died... Makes zero sense to me. Like, I just don't get it. And that all kind of hinged around the mom in the story who had this weird, of just absolute aversion to uh, talking about death with her kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and they kind of, like, tried to explain that with the, like, she had a traumatic experience with her sister. And, like, when she was younger, her sister had this disease and, like, fell down a, uh, like, a dumb later and died. Mm -hmm. But... I just I don't know it it doesn't really explain why she was just so averse to telling her daughter about death and then I also I second the point I don't know why the neighbor would just be like because he tells him 
that he did it to his dog. Like the neighbor did it to his dog, tried to bring the dog back, and the dog was like feral. And it's yeah. heavily implied that he tried the same shit with his wife. But like they try to write that away with him being like, I'm sorry. Like once you've been there, it calls to you. And I just, you kind of use it as an excuse to go back or whatever, but there no, I, I guess maybe the call is really strong, but no sane person would be like, yeah, maybe this time it will be different. So I, I definitely agree with that. Like it doesn't, and I haven't read this Stephen King book. Um, so I don't know if that's the you know the, the the how intricate the explanation is there, or maybe that's just like screenplay. But there were definitely some very like irrational actors. All in yeah, all, and that's the thing is like the famous line from this movie was was some things are better left dead. Yeah, and it comes from the guy who showed it to the <laughs> new doctor. Like, this is your advice. You I were aware of this already. <laughs> I didn't catch that in the movie. I just knew it was, like, on the on the promos and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was entertaining. Like, I think it may it could have been paced maybe a little better. But at the same time, if you have too much of, like, the spooky kid running around, there's really nothing to do about it. Or, like, there's, yeah, that's, that's only, like, a third act kind of thing. Yeah, so... But, and I gotta tell you, if it, I, this is one of those things where, like, them revealing the Darth Vader's true identity, like, I can't imagine being in the theater when the when the kid got hit by the semi the first time, not not knowing it was gonna happen. Like that would be just like holy shit. Yeah. Although, Although they do suggest, like, they lots of foreshadowing about it throughout the movie. Yeah, just how they have the trucks, like, just blaring by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, Kate and I, we ran, we did, like, pseudo-math on this, but there's no way she wouldn't have been, like, a puddle. I don't, I don't understand how she got hit by that semi and just had, like, a head wound. Well, I you want to talk about her? What about the fucking cat? What do you mean? Oh, like the cat well, when they found? It. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that because that was like a, like, a full speed wheel. It would probably. have it would have legitimately been cut in half. Yeah, yeah, because she could just get hit by like the tank or whatever, but the cat would have been just run over, like smushed, and there would have been nothing to like scrape up to bury. So yeah, yeah uh, it would have uh, been legitimate roadkill. So yeah, there's a few few problems there. Um, I mean that's that's it. The movie is it's it's a pet cemetery movie. It's a, probably exactly what you expect going into it. You know, um, mm-hmm. like I said, it was entertaining. I'm not sure I'd give it ready for the red carpet though. Yeah, I'd say it's just under the line. I yeah, I think I'd go for trailer trash but just barely it's just like i can understand why the book would be scary but it's like you said the the logic like we discussed the logic isn't there and it's pretty like most of the scares are just manufactured for the first half because there's no reason there's no reason for it to like they just invented this kid getting hit by 
getting dragged by a car so that he could then haunt the doctor for no reason. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I don't know why he was special. Like, why was he doing it? I don't, yeah, he, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's, like, the most recent, like, very close to death or whatever Kate and I decided. So he's, like, the closest one to the barrier. But I don't... Mm-hmm. Who, who, who knows? Um, I don't know. I have also yeah. been watching a ton of spooky movies, if you want to fill a little bit of time with that, because we got, we got some. Well, uh, we actually, hmm, sure, let's go, let's go one of your scary movies, Okay. and then we'll save some of them for next week, because we did do a fair bit of bullshit there in the beginning. That's true. Okay, we'll do one now, and it will, this is going to determine which one we talk about. Have you seen Us? Yes. All right, we're going to talk about Us, because Kate and I just watched it two days ago. Um, we, I, the quick synopsis, I think everybody kind of knows what it is, but it's a Jordan Peele movie where people are haunted by their, or like, not haunted, but spooked by by their doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like also, because I, I want to talk about this pretty in depth, so I think we might spoil it. I don't. It came out like last year, two years ago. This year. Yes. So last year, so 2019, May of 2019, I believe. Yeah. So that's long enough ago. But spoilers for this last segment, just just warning. Or no, February of 2019. Oh, even longer. So that's fine. Um. So yeah, like family is haunted by their doppelgangers, and then it turns out that like every, they're the, pretty much it's happening to almost the whole of the United States. Um. And here is what I will say. I am going to go controversial here. And it's it's going to kind of be a long chain. I did not think Get Out was the masterpiece everyone thinks it was. I have not seen Get Out. I think it was a very blatant... Or not blatant, but it was, it was essentially the skeleton key and it was very predictable. I have watched like the free episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone... At least there was only one last time I tried to do this. And it also was not very good and very, like... I forget what story it's based on. But, like, it was very predictable and, like, done before. Now, this movie mm-hmm. was definitely not predictable. But I don't think it was that good. And I I, I say that because even though it was... It, it was a good like horror comedy for the most of it. The movie it, like kind of destroys itself by explaining itself too much. I think you're right about that. Because th- there's just and and then also it gives you this just insulting twist that isn't really a twist. And it, it kind of explains how how things got along. And what I mean by that is, so it turns out in the movie that there is this underground complex running, like, the length of America or, like, in old abandoned subway tunnels or some weird, like, yeah, government Yeah, basically lab. just, like, sewers or, so, like, uh, like uh, the government had these experiments that were going on. Yeah, where they cloned people, essentially, and you tr- were trying to use the clones that are called tethered in the universe to control the people up top. 
but they abandoned it for reasons unknown. I guess it doesn't work. Or maybe it does work. Not really sure. So that the the main character whose name is Adeline, Addie, I know it's Addie, but I don't remember what the full version of it is, um, meets her tethered early in the movie, like as a young kid, um, and in like a fun house, and it's just kind of an experience that, that uh, affects her for the rest of her life. Until they go back to like that same area in like their vacation house, which I guess this is the first time they've been there in a while. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But then, like the the tethered her shows up with a family, and then gives this kind of long spiel about like how everything she did, she did so, like everything the main character Addie did. The tethered red had to do like a horrible mirrored image of it, kinda. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it worked because, okay, so there's scenes in the movie that show that the te- the people up top actually control the tethered. Which yeah. Is, but then, like, the big twist, quote-unquote twist, is that when Addie met Red, her tethered, in that original encounter, Red, like, made them switch places. Yeah, like, the... It just the big flaw came with the the showing of people basically being forced to follow what was going on elsewhere, and if they hadn't have done that, it would have been fine. But the fact that they he gave away he explained it too much is yeah. what happened. If it would have just been like this is a this is a facility where we've been holding on to them onto these clones. That would have been fine. Like, it still would have been far-fetched, but it would have been okay. This idea that they have to follow as sort of a... uh, As a way of staying alive. Not to mention, there's no way that there'd be enough food underground for for that many people to sustain themselves. Not based upon what they showed. Uh, but yeah. even then, that's that's more of like just nitpicking. I I think you're exactly right that the big flaw comes with trying to reveal the twist. Uh, I thought that up until the reveal of the twist, that it was actually rather sufficient. I thought it was okay. Like I thought it was above average, but it wasn't anything super special. I so like I said, it's a fun like horror comedy, and the the actors did a like a superb job of one being like a cool American family. Like I wanted to be Mm -hmm. friends with Gabe and then also like portraying their alter selves in just the weirdest goddamn ways possible. Like just the way they moved and like would scream and all that kind of stuff. So Uh that was absolutely eerie. But my my problem with the movie, uh, like the rest of the, like the first, I don't know the first two acts of the movie is that no one act super rationally. Like, it, it all could have been a much shorter story if Gabe just would have, like, once they were breaching the door, he would have tried to use the bat instead of, like, holding it by the open door and trying to shut the door. Or, like, if that dude would have just been like, all right, I'm calling the cops, you kids are out here on my car, rather than, like, approaching someone who is clearly, like, deranged in a weird jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Or if pretty much anyone would have just been like or uh well i guess it didn't it played out fine but like when they're in the car trying to run over the daughter's doppelganger 
and she'll just like mm-hmm. break for like two minutes and then go and then break. So I don't know. It wasn't people weren't exactly helping themselves, which is something I usually yeah. appreciate in the horror genre because it like makes it better. Because you're like, oh crap, I would do this and I'd still get murked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just the confusion of like, well, did the tethers really control them or do they control the tethers? Why didn't Addie, the real Addie, just like walk up that escalator because she wasn't tethered she wasn't forced to stay down there unless they kept her handcuffed for forever yeah after she got released from the handcuffs like it showed her doing ballet yeah and then they she said like that i just don't get breaking moment when they broke yeah the the whole tethered thing is is kind of ruins it like that they have to mimic each other and then also the twist of like them being switched it's like well you're still the same character I, it doesn't change literally anything about your life. It's just that you were born a tethered. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't know. It was. It it was the first, like you said the first the first bit of it's it's good it's creepy it's fun and then it kind of just it explains itself to death. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's that's why ambiguity is is your best friend in horror. How is this happening? What's going on? Don't ask questions. Just accept what this is reality. Yeah, or just like I, a little bit. I still, I would still put it in ready for the red carpet, but just on the uh, near the edge. So I'd probably put it just over on trailer trash. Well, I don't know. Honestly, the, yeah, I might, I think I agree with you thinking about it because I I really did think most aspects of it were fine until the end. And uh, yeah, and 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 just like I think the performances are really good. I'll say that one more time. So I think it deserves red carpet status, but just a little bit. All right. Well, that is that was the movie of this week's spooky corner. Unless you have more on it. Uh, so that was a bit of a technical difficulty uh, because I got a phone call in the middle of recording. Uh, so to summarize, we both we made both of them ready for the red carpet. And uh, running low on time because I need to call someone back. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, nope, that's it. All Easy. right. Easy stuff. So are you going to do the sign-off? Oh, my God. I do the sign-off. I didn't know if you were doing plugs. Um, and honestly, I forgot I did the sign-off. What? This is, we need to stop taking weeks off. Um, but yeah, so this is, uh, Red Carpet Trailer Trash. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Until next time?